Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Yo, yo, folks, uh, just reporting, uh, heads up, from here in Baltimore, Hurricane Florence talked a big game here and hit us with the uh, what y'all doing text for tonight and did not show up to the party at all. Uh, we got a light drizzle <laughs> at best. I don't even know if it rained, you know. Not to take anything away from what's going on down there in North Carolina, I, you know, I think the death toll is up to like 14 for various circumstances. Really? Yeah. I Damn. mean, they mostly got hit with flooding, but the flooding was really bad. Thankfully for them, the the hurricane got downgraded twice. So it got downgraded to just a tropical storm Saturday. And now at this point, we're recording on a Sunday. It's now been downgraded to a tropical depression, which I didn't even know. That sounds like a like a sickness you have. I honestly didn't even know people were dying. Yeah, well, you know, because uh, yeah, they hit the okie doke on us. So I was like, well, I yeah, haven't, I, thought, I haven't even followed. You it thought since. you thought you thought Florence was was a bitch, is basically what you yeah. said. You thought Florence wasn't about that. No, matter of fact, no, I didn't. I kept I kept following when I thought it was going to come here, and then oh, when okay. I saw it hit the okie doke, yeah, you're like, oh, I like, well, no. I guess the whole storm just said fuck it. Yeah, yeah, no, it still hit pretty inland on Florida and. In, uh, I know part they get, of what, like, uh, South Carolina or something? Yeah, South Carolina and um, the... Um, Wait, Virginia? No, it's in oh. North. It's in the Carolinas. I just can't remember what it's called. It's like a beach. The Outer Banks, that's what it's called. She, uh, The Outer Banks. She actually just went there this summer with her family, so she was um, pretty sad about that, hearing about you know a place she goes to a lot, getting hit with a storm. But yeah, I think the death toll... People have died in the storm, for sure. Uh, the So, you know, the next part... It does The thing about flooding that sucks is like, it doesn't. It's not like, all right, well, now it stopped raining. Great. Now you got to deal with mold and mm-hmm. you know the, the damage that water does to, to buildings and you know this is the same thing happening in Houston. You know, like the storm, the storm happened and all that was bad and your house is fucked up. But now you got to deal with like air quality because of uh, mold and mm-hmm. you know just all of that aftermath of the cleanup because you know dirty water fucks some shit up, man. Yeah. You know, and down here, I was so panicked. Uh, the you know the day, couple days before I'm going around trying to look for a backup battery for my sump pump because now you got a house you like oh I got a whole shit like I don't want my shit to be gone I was I was going around looking for quick dam you know I just found out about quick dam so I'm like let me get a couple quick dams and you know everywhere was sold out you know Baltimore definitely it's like a bag that you would put in front of your door and then once the water hits it up it'll 
it'll soak up the water and build up and then push the water away from in front of your door. That's awesome. Yeah, so, but it, I couldn't, I only have heard about it. I couldn't get any. Well, you thought you was going to walk into a store? And I just... thought so. <laughs> I went into I went into Home Depot on a Thursday, and everybody was told that the storm was going to hit us a little bit on Friday. Mm. Man, the guy looked at me like, I don't have that, man. Um, You can go get some bags of sand. I was like, I'm not carrying bags of sand to my, I'm not doing that. So yeah. I was just like, we just got to try to get the buckets out. I mean, I really was like prepared. I was stressed out like, the power goes out, you know, I guess I'll just charge my ba- my little portable battery. It's people at my job that were like, man, you know, I got the generator. So when, you know, if the power goes out, I got a Honda generator. It ca- carries about 18,000 VC8s or whatever. I was like, what? You know, so people people in the in my vicinity got me more panicked about it than than me like doing research. I was like, oh, it's about to be real. I wasn't only because it wasn't. I just I, I I just didn't feel too much energy about it. Nobody uh, was like, the Florence, "Oh, this is gonna be crazy." Florence, Florence does not give a shit what kind of energy you felt. I'm about talking about it. other if people. I'm talking about people around me was like, "Hey, you better." And you didn't feel and that I way. Just, no, I didn't. Well, you got lucky. I mean, <laughs> I got lucky. I think too. it was terrible, but I was like, I got lucky too because I just I basically did the same thing you did, but I just stressed, which yeah. is probably worse. I was like, Dude, "Our house is about to be gone," and I just didn't do anything. <laughs> you were like, "Uh, Florence, what?" When it get here. They get here. Yeah, that, uh, I guess I'm we kind of did. The, about yeah, it. we did the same thing. I guess I'm look more stupid because I thought my shit was about to be fucked. I was like, man, my mom lives in the basement. Like, she might drown. Like, man, oh, was, you know, I was oh, like, shit. No, I was I like, yeah, it might, it might be a foot of water in the basement, man. Like, well, I might lose the foundation, oh, and I bro. did nothing about it. No, you know, I, I checked two Home Depots and the Lowe's, and I was like, well. Uh, That's it. I was like, I what, what, I am, what am I gonna go to another county to go to a Home Depot? I was like, you know, I'm, you know me. I was like, I looked up another Home Depot. It was like 15 miles. I was like, uh, yay, That's man. That. We just gotta, get, you know, get this mop and you yeah. know, try to try to fight back. Hey, you know, yeah, we gonna have to do what we gonna have yeah. to do. And we got nothing. We got nothing here in Baltimore. Nope. But you know, prayers and condolences out to everybody that in Carolina and everybody affected by Hurricane Florence because yep. it did it did affect a lot of people and you know people people uh homes are uh, fucked up and it's it's going to be a bit of a recovery process so if you um i think amazon is doing a thing where you can donate money or donate i like amazon because they did the same they do this all like every storm really like uh with what happened in houston i can't remember the name of that storm but you can just go on amazon irene? and buy yeah i, I think irene hit us i it, it was <laughs> some girl you know it's always some girl you know uh you can don't you can buy say you buy a case of water on amazon and just mm-hmm. mail it to them Oh, which shit, I like cool. better because you know I I don't I don't try to I try not to talk down on you know charitable causes and stuff mm-hmm. but like you don't know where your money's going you know no you don't you know like you know listen my mom donates money to St Jude's Children's Hospital every year and I'm sure they do great things with that money but like it would be way more of a tangible feeling if I donated a teddy bear and see that a kid got the teddy bear mm-hmm. you know even if the money my six dollars is going to a big pile of money for cancer research. I feel better affecting like an individual person. It just make it brings me more joy. Yeah. You know, like I'm giving you something that you can use right now, because six dollars ain't gonna do shit. Yeah, but six dollars, I guess, from a ten thousand people will make a difference. But like, you know, I don't know. I mean, they can like in small writing put like you know thirty cents goes to us, and then yeah, at least let you know because <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't know. That's I, what I'm saying. I don't. Just... I don't know where the money goes. Right. I like to see my difference mm-hmm. and if i'm buying a case of water i'm assuming the water's going somewhere you can't it's not money right. you know how somebody might you might not like to give somebody money for their birthday like i'm not gonna fucking pay your bills you know i remember one time a buddy uh, we gonna bring this guy up again. Uh, 
he asked me to go get him a go uh give him twenty dollars to go get his hair cut. I was like, I'll take you to the barber shop before oh, I just yeah. give you money. You know, I'm not gonna. What do I look like? You know, I'm not your dad, so don't. You know, <laughs> I because I, we all make fun of him and stuff. Yeah. But it's that difference in giving somebody money. And then if I see now, if I see you next time and you don't have a haircut, we gotta, we gotta fight you. Yeah. I have gotta. to. I have to fight you. <laughs> I have to. Point it's blank. Off principle. <laughs> I am not a hoe, and you're not going to disrespect me like this, so I have to fight you. Um, so I was like, I'd rather take you to the barbershop and see you get a haircut, and, and I'll feel great. I'll be like, man, I looked out from a person, helped right. them out, then just give you money. You know, so that's just how I feel. You know, obviously, it's good to go give to charitable donations mm-hmm. and stuff, but, like, I prefer to give a physical thing that can't be misused, mm-hmm. like water or blankets or, you know, whatever, clothes, whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't... Um, just touch on again on this whole Botham John situation with uh, the Dallas Police Department released, you know, that through a search warrant they obtained, they found weed in Botham John's apartment. And I just love the fact that everybody on the Internet, I'm sure there's pockets of the Internet that were like, see, which I don't know how you could do it, but I would assume mm. just everybody's not every There's shitty people in every conversation. So but for the most part, what I saw was a bunch of people going why are you, what does that have to do with anything? Right. You know, somebody came into this man's home and murdered him. If he had a little bit of weed in his apartment and he liked to smoke weed, who cares, man? It's 2018. Is that is that uh, grounds for somebody to come into this man's house? Accident? It's not like the police bust into his house on a raid. This was all like an accident. A, a damn weed farm It just was the It was the most non-pertinent information to this story or any tragedy, you know, that... That that how how what does that have to do with anything? Right. It made me sick at first um, that it was even the headline for a news story. I wasn't even surprised to be honest. Well, uh, you know, I wasn't surprised because we talked about it the week before. It was like you know they weren't but, able to find a photo to make him look bad. Yeah, but so they tried to release that information to make him look bad. But we've seen this multiple Sorry, occasions. Multi- yeah, for sure. So I I again I I don't I don't I hope it doesn't sound like I was surprised. It just I'm not numb to it yet. Where I, you know. To try to sm- to try to smudge somebody's character to make it okay that he was murdered is disgusting to me. Yeah, and they couldn't do it with this guy, so they had to release that he smoked a little weed. Yeah, I'm I'm not surprised that they put this out there, but I'm surprised that it's like we knew it was gonna happen, but uh-huh. I'm surprised that they actually did that. It was bold. It was like it was bold for what? sure. Wow, it, it was bold for sure because it was, and I'm sure the news outlet would would just try to frame it like, uh, you know, well, we're just reporting on the news that we get in it, but why? You know, what does that have to do with anything? Is, is, uh, you know, I'm not going to call that, I'm not going to call that news outlet racist, but it definitely was non-pertinent information. What did that add to the story? That wh- what was in uh, the girl's system? You know, what was in uh, Amber Ryder's bloodstream? You know, mm-hmm. what was in her apartment? You know? That's what matters. The person that is a murderer. Why is why aren't we finding out what's going on in their life? You know, this person doesn't have a life anymore. But you want to tell me that they had some weed in their apartment? You know, maybe you found an ounce of weed. You know, a couple grams of weed. I I didn't see. I didn't hear further information on it where it was like he had eighteen bricks of weed in his apartment. Mm. And I even told somebody in the conversation on Facebook in the Facebook group, which is killing it right now. You guys are hilarious. And thought provoking and, and everything. So shout out to everybody in the Facebook group. But it was like, I would have preferred 
I I probably would feel better about this story if it came out that he had a a, a spare bedroom full of coke or a spare bedroom full of weed. Then I would go, oh, she was a dirty cop and he was undercover selling weight. I could get on my like power shit, you know, and be think of this like it's a drama TV show, like. Oh shit! The twist of the century. Like we're all out here sympathizing for this guy, but he was using the church thing to disguise the fact that he's moving real weight, and then fucking the police officer, and she's his cover. But then he cheated on her, and now she came and exacted her revenge and tried to steal the drugs. But then the whole shit went sideways. No, that's not what happened. This guy's just a church-going guy. We've heard, of, I've heard, of, read several accounts of people. You know, wishing him well on his journey to the afterlife. I've seen videos of him singing in church. There's been nothing that's been discovered about this guy to go, yeah, but like he wasn't an angel. Yeah. Then when you say that, except this attempt. When you say that, yeah. When you say that, okay. Now take away every, take away him being a church going guy, uh huh, religious and all that. Take all that away. Yep. Regardless, he still shouldn't be killed. No, no, for sure. But my whole... No, absolutely. That's not what I'm saying. My whole point is, this was the perfect person at the perfect time to not not say see, but a person to go, this is happening to too many people. And, 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 and I've had discussions with people about how, you know it was in the dark and maybe she would have shot anybody. And this it's more about, you know, this girl is an awful person, but we don't, you know, we don't know what's in her heart and content or what all that kind of shit is cool. That's fine. I don't think if a 48 year old white guy with glasses was in that apartment, he's dead right now. And that's just how I feel. And if I'm wrong and people don't agree, that's, that's my opinion on the situation. This guy is kind of a broad shouldered black guy. She says it was pitch black. The whole story just was bullshit. But she I mean, walked like, in, it's pitch black, dark. Nobody said anything. She just shot and hit him coincidentally in the heart and, 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 and killed him. I don't believe any of that. I think she saw a big black figure in the dark. Not pitch black dark. I don't think it was pitch black dark in that apartment. I don't even know if I believe that, you know. But let's go with that. I think she saw what she deemed to be a threat in, 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 you know, in her apartment and... He spoke, I think, in his apartment. In his apartment, and she got scared and shot that person. Yeah, but it's like, what is but, what is going through these the officers' heads? Like, oh, he's big, black. He may do something, so I'm gonna shoot first. Yes, I don't think. And again, I could be wrong. I don't think that this story ends the same way. If you put a girl that was her age in that apartment. Mm-hmm. That goes, hello? You know, like, if from the dark. Or, you know, a middle-aged white woman or a middle-aged white man. Or, you know, any kind of other than a young black man. Mm-hmm. You know, like, even an older black man. You know, ev- you know, it's just, there's a target on the back of people from 18 to that 30 range. You know, large black man. It, it is an intimidating body yeah. in this country. And my man, my man Kaepernick is out there like... Yeah, you know, it's, this is what he this is what he is saying, and that's what I mean. I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't want Botham John to be seen as a martyr, you know. But I just, this is a story, and that's what I'm saying about the church thing and all that kind of stuff. Is like mm-hmm. this is he's as he's as on the straight and narrow as you can be as right. a black person in uh-huh. this country, and in his own home, 
a police officer walked into this man's home and murdered him. Mm. And now there's a narrative trying to be painted that he had some weed in his apartment. Not, not, they're not saying he had weed in his apartment. So, you know, Mm. but that's what's alluded to. Like, that's what, that's what the only thing you can infer from that and being a news story is like, well, you know, we, we, we got a, we got a, uh, uh, a search warrant on this man and you searched his apartment after being, who does that? So they could be like, see, yeah, see, see? is weed. See? We, we did find weed, you know? So I don't like that, but I like that the push, whenever I see the, I like when you see a consensus pushback, mm-hmm. the same thing happened with the Elvin from the Cosby show. This is a bit more of a, this is a lot more of a serious situation, but I like when everybody kind of agrees that's not cool, mm-hmm. you know. And I saw that over the weekend, and I really liked that. Yeah, and it was I just, wrong. I I pray for Botham John's family. I, I I couldn't imagine going through what they're going through, and now having to deal with an argument on the internet that like, why are you guys saying that he had weed in his apartment? Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts on that situation. Before uh, we get into this little package that we have, I want to also touch on this crazy story that I'm gonna be keeping uh. And I on for the next couple of days. Uh, apparently, there's some border agent who kill is a, accused mm-hmm. of killing four women and got caught after a fifth woman escaped from him mm-hmm. uh, down in Texas. And you know they're calling, they're saying that they're considering this man a, a serial killer, and you know, uh, but he has not been uh, convicted. You know, it's still alleged at this point. But just, I mean, that's just crazy. I understand that, you know, you know, these are impoverished communities and there's bad stuff happening within those communities. But you you can't give a pass to people that are supposed to be helping out because of that. You can't go, well, what about the black on black crime that's happening in that neighborhood? It's like, okay, but like it's not okay to compound onto that, Mm -hmm. you know, or take advantage of those people or, you know, try to steal from them or use them to get uh, arrests, your arrests up for the month and all these kind of things. It's just, it's just not okay to abuse your power. And I just feel like we've been seeing a lot of that lately. And again, the touch on, I don't care what your political affiliations are. I don't care what you believe on the Colin Kaepernick situation. This is what he took a knee for. He didn't right. take a knee to disrespect veterans. Or, that's not what it was about. And if you have an issue with that, then I have an issue with you. If you haven't, if you if you take issue for how you believe the 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 knee reflects on the the uh, the army or the the navy or the vets or whatever, I can respect that. But if you have an issue with not even being able to listen to that, that's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. Then you're just being ignorant. I'm sorry. I don't I don't I don't know any other way to to put it. If you are offended by that and not offended by what he's doing it for, then we're just not on the same side. You yeah, know? well, it, 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 that's just that's just the bottom line of it. You, you know, know who did that, so Yeah, and, and we're not going we're not going we're not going we're not we're not going to talk about that person on this podcast. Anyway, um before we get into the good vibes, we do have a package here. So that means it's mail time. You've got mail. 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 You've got mail. Mail. I thought you had like a jingle for it. Or something. Oh, I do. Oh, okay. But it goes in post, oh, and right. you and you know that. I didn't know. That. And you and you do it every time. <laughs> uh, we have mail here from. I don't know who it's from. Why don't you guys? Who's it's this? not on there. It says IWB. IWB. 
Shout out to you, IWB. I don't know. They're from Salem, Massachusetts. That's all I know on here. But thank you for sending us something. I'm going to open this. IWB. Maybe, well, you know what? I'm going to open it. It might, you know what? No, it's a letter in here. You know something? I haven't opened it. That's what I believe. It better be a letter in here. You don't know who sent it? You keep asking me. No, somebody, 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 somebody messaged me to let me know that something might be in the P.O. box. I don't remember who messaged me, though. Oh. I don't have the, I don't have the message up right now. Shit. Uh, so it should be a letter in here, though. Hopefully, I would hope. Oh. Oh, it's like business card. Okay. Oh, what is it? I can't okay. see. Oh. Oh. Okay, here we go. Letter. Here we go. Oh, it's all kind of... Ooh. Ooh, stickers. I can't see. Hey, man, if you don't... Stop yelling at me. Uh, uh, That's all kind of stuff in here. Stickers and... Ooh, variations of stickers. Okay, so we got some stickers and we got a letter here. Okay, here we go. Ooh, goody. Oh, okay, here we go. Yes. Hi, Alvin and Francel. It took me a while, but behold, stickers. And because I've quoted you enough on Twitter that I feel kind of obligated, a full deck of the inaugural pod cards. <laughs> Thanks. Enjoy. Kate from Ignorance Was Bliss uh, podcast. It's a great podcast. Thank you, Kate. Shout out to you. Uh -huh, and thank you. Yes. And we have a bunch of cool cards. Yes. Come through with the swag, Kate, and stickers and everything like that. I'll pass those to you. Uh, thank you, sir. Right now. Uh, oh, a key? Oh, these are like old, rusty. Oh, yeah, this is from like her, her logo has a key on it. Okay. Where'd you get these keys from? Ignorant. I'm about to Shut put one of these stickers on my laptop. Shout out to you. Some keys there. I got the keys. Shout out to DJ Khaled. Shout out to everybody. All right, guys. Um, DJ Khaled. That's enough. <laughs> that's enough of that. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to jump into these good vibes. That's right, folks. It's time for some more of those good vibes to wash over you and make you feel like a big bottle of sunshine before we just take that bottle and smash it on the ground and make you come back to reality and realize what's really going on in the world. That dark shit. That fucked up shit. Fran. Uh, do you have a good vibe story for me this week, or would you like me to go first? I'll go. It's about uh, my good vibe story this week is about a Walmart employee who was praised for a simple act of kindness that he showed towards a total stranger after she passed out unconscious in the store last month. So that's uh, bold for Walmart because every time I go to Walmart, one, it's twenty registers and it's only three people there, and they all look yeah. like they don't want to be there. Yep. But so shout out to her. So Brittany, well, was the guy? Oh, shout out to him. Yeah. So Brittany McKee, who was a registered, who was a registered nurse, was on was on hand when the woman blacked out. Okay. McKee was wandering through the refrigerator aisle of the store in Evans, Georgia, with her husband when she saw that a troubled woman had fallen to the floor. The nurse stayed with the woman until she woke up and explained that she may have passed out due due to taking blood thinners. Oh. Since the woman was still dizzy. McKee stayed with her until the ambulance arrived. While McKee was was struck by the kindness and attentiveness of the Walmart staff, she was particularly particularly awed by the young worker named Jason who sat down on the ground next to the woman so she could rest against him. Oh. So it's a picture is just him, you know, sitting on the ground and she's checking like, on her. No, he's sitting on the ground and then she's on his right side uh -huh. and she's leaning. She's using right, 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 him yeah, yeah. so he can right, she can right. sit up. Yeah. Just supporting her. Yep. So right. um, it was a 
the lady was white and it was a black kid who worked at black man i guess you mm, should say that's cool Walmart. and um he was that's just cool. you know he was just just you know just uh, helping out just, you know, yeah, yeah he's exactly. just helping yeah, yeah, out yeah, yeah. So. he's not registered he's not a registered nurse no he's just but he wanted to help out yeah and that's what we should do man i'm glad this you know, I'm sure there were other people doing this, but like, I'm glad this isn't the case of like somebody just pulling out their phone and just recording it, because that's just yeah. kind of the mm-hmm. world we live in. You know, mm-hmm. if somebody's in trouble. You know, I, you know, I feel like, you know, I don't know if this has been a a, a thought that's been said before, but I feel like the Titanic would have been way more sad if it happened in 2018, because it'd be hella footage and nobody would have got helped in any kind of way. Like nobody would be on a boat. Everybody would have their phone out. Anybody that was drowning wouldn't get help. They just get filmed drowning. Um, so. 2018 this whole future we're just so disconnected so it's just cool to see somebody help out a person yeah it's know? just i mean they had they took a picture of it but i mean it's, no i'm I'd just rather, saying this guy jason yeah he could have just been there like oh this is crazy y'all this he could have been snapchat like oh him yeah, oh, yeah. Like, oh, okay, somebody okay. got involved oh, you know i like thought it. you meant like other people oh i'm sure somebody fun. was i'm just saying it's cool it's cool to see that somebody i've seen so many videos of somebody being like damn man this dude passed out and nobody's calling the yeah. ambulance or helping or yeah i'd rather you know. see pictures of this than other tragic stuff that we i don't i feel like we don't need to see absolutely yeah so so shout out to Jason and shout out to that nurse. That's super cool. Um, again, I don't. I'm but not you know, a, he could have been working at the register. You know, he probably wouldn't have been there. So. Exactly. You know, he was definitely. I'll tell you something. <laughs> shout out to Jason. But the reason he was able to help this lady is because he wasn't doing his job. Yeah. <laughs> Slam. You've been burned, Jason. Burn on you. Um, I don't go to Walmart. I, every time I go there, I just have bad experiences. I don't like Walmart at yeah. all. Shout out to Sam's Club though. Um, I'm. This, I'm really helping paint this narrative of me being bougie, man. And I'm not. I really am not. But Sam's Club is just a better place. I know you have to pay to go in there, but, you know, it's always somebody at the register, mm-hmm. and they always have the stuff there that you're looking for. As a matter of fact, they have too much of it, you yeah. know? So, yeah. You just can't go to Walmart to buy, like, I need some, uh, I don't know, some mouthwash. You can't go there to buy, like, one thing. Because no. then you're in there for a whole hour. Yeah, that and every Walmart that I go to, you go to, like, the, the food area, and it's just, like, looks like, the apocalypse happened. Everything's knocked over. <laughs> it's out of stock. You know, you can't get the things that you want. It's just not, it's just not, it's not a place for me. You know, I prefer a nice local grocery store or a Sam's Club where I can get, you know, the things that I like in bulk, you yeah, know? I hate Walmart. Six months worth of mayonnaise, yeah, you know? I hate Walmart. That's that real shit. But if they're going to give out gift cards or whatnot, you know, I'm all for it. Walmart's not giving you anything. They won't even, <laughs> they won't even, they won't even give their workers a decent wage burn on Walmart. You've been burned. Um, Yeah, no, uh, but definitely shout out to Sam's Club. You can get all kind of, I know it's the same business, but it's like, you know, how McDonald's has the McChicken and then the premium chicken sandwich, you know? Sam's Club is the premium chicken sandwich of the Walmart establishment. I'm sorry? You be eating there or something? No, but they've been doing the premium chicken sandwich thing for a long time. Don't try to catch me. Don't try try to catch me slipping. I don't eat that. You hear that, guys? I don't eat that. that I don't eat that swill. Um, And that's why you painted the picture of you being bougie because you used to eat McDonald's every day. Yeah, man, when I was like 17. Eat McGangbangs and whatnot. When I was like 17. No. Yeah. No. I have not eaten McDonald's. 21 I haven't, I haven't even You said 17 But I'm saying When I was heavy When I was really In my McDonald's bag Was like 17 I've definitely I dialed back at 21 Because I realized Like I was ashamed of myself I was like I gotta dial back on this man This is getting out of hand And then I really took a look At myself At like you know Right around that 21 age And I was uh, like This guy, this has to stop And that's when I stopped Drinking soda And I stopped eating Crazy fast food I'll still hit the Chick-fil-A From time to Chick-fil-A I, I hit Chick-fil-A food. Frequently actually It's not fast food Exactly. That's why. That's why it's the only, you know, quote unquote fast food place that I frequent because uh, it's just quality food. Yes. They do have some fucked up principles on the gays and you know, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. But hey, 
they make a quality chicken sandwich. You know? I won't ever sit down and have lunch with a Chick-fil-A CEO or the owner. But everybody that I go, when I go to a Chick-fil-A in any state, the person that gives me my food, very nice, mm-hmm. very friendly. They refill your drink without mm-hmm. asking. Everybody that works at Chick-fil-A is dope. Now, yeah. the CEOs and the owners, that's a whole different story. But we won't get into that. I'm not even going to say shout out to Chick-fil-A because I know some people that have some beliefs on that. But, hey, you can't. You, you tell me a better place to get a chicken sandwich. And, and you know, <laughs> and you can fight me because you'll be lying. Uh, my good vibe story for the week is this. Uh, I don't even have it uh, pulled up because it's a video. But uh, it's the story of this kid, Jordan Taylor, and this, this kid, Jack Ryan. Now, Jack Ryan has, like, severe autism. And he walked into uh, Jordan Taylor's store. He works at, like, a, you know, a, a corner store, gas station kind of place. Mm. And he saw Jordan Taylor stocking the refrigerator with the orange juices orange mm. juices refilling the you know and jack ryan went over and wanted to help out and jordan let him he said you want to help out and he let him help him do his job and for a person with autism to see them do a task focus for 30 minutes is very impressive because mm. you know you know it's just they they're hypersensitive and, and and they get distracted and you know concerned and mm. you know don't like social interaction so you know he interacted with this kid for 30 minutes and helped him do his job and then he came back and he did it again and they kind of built this rapport and the mom was like, man, this kid's so nice and super sweet. And so they filmed him doing this, and then that went viral. And then somebody, and the, the, the mom of the of Jack Ryan said, this kid's so sweet, man. I mean, he can't just, just can't, he must do stuff like this all the time. Another story comes out from another mother who goes to the store who says, I had another interaction with that same kid, Jordan Taylor. My child has uh, cerebral palsy on the right side of her body, and she was having an episode in the store one day. And he came over and consoled her for like 15, 20 minutes. Mm. And, you know, he just was there and was nice to her and very sweet to this person. Jack Ryan and Jordan Taylor's family actually got together and ended up going out to dinner together. Mm. And um, the family has reported that, you know, they have maintained a relationship and that Jordan Taylor is this kid, Jack Ryan's first friend. Because nobody, you know, ever mm. wanted to approach Jack and become friends with him and get to socialize with him, and get to know him because it's like, oh, yeah, something's wrong with that guy. He has autism. He needs special attention. He doesn't need a friend. Mm. And I like this story because everybody needs a friend. Don't ever think that, you know, somebody has an affliction or is, you know, is deemed some kind of like outsider or something like that, that they don't need a friend. Everybody needs a friend, you know. And so shout out to Jordan Taylor for being a friend to a person who needed a friend. And shout out to Jordan Taylor for being a person who um, comes, again, back to piggyback off your story about the Walmart, sees somebody going through something and doesn't go, hey, what the fuck is up with that person? Like, mm-hmm. Let me film this person really quick or like, let me get the fuck away from them. Decided to get in the mix, help out however they could. You know, I'm sure Jordan Taylor isn't this uh, autism specialist or the cerebral palsy specialist, but he just goes... Hey, man, you want to help me stock some orange juice? Yeah, what's up? What's your name? Jack? Oh, that's cool. And just socializing with a person, man. I think we're really falling away from that in society, and it's good to just hear a story about somebody talking to somebody mm. and, and making a difference in their life just through talking and being social and being a friend and not being on your phone and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So shout out to Jordan Taylor. You're an awesome person. I think what you did was very awesome. And I also want to shout out Anna Barrera for even sending us to the uh, Instagram account she tagged us in that and sent us the story. And so I used that for my good vibes. So shout out to you always coming through with, uh, she's my, uh, uh, Antoinette Rogers. 
she comes through with the you know the stories mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. So shout out to Anna, Anna Barrera for um um tagging us in that story, and shout out to Jordan Taylor for just being a superstar and being a, a like a quality human being, which mm-hmm. we need a lot more. We just need quality human beings, man. And I think the world would be a lot better. Anyway, I don't really have a uh, I don't know what I don't know what to play to take us out. Uh, but we're done. This this is we're done for the first segment. We're about to go away and. Mm-hmm come back and talk about some fucked up shit. So I don't really know what, what's going to play, but something's going to play. It's probably fading in now and playing and um enjoy it. I know whatever it is, it slaps. You know, I'm not, I never would put a, a whack song on here. Is it so, Prince? You know what? It's Prince. Yes. It's Purple it's uh Little Red Corvette is Purple Rain. It's Purple Rain. Folks, oh, Prince would fuck us up too if he found out we were playing his music. Oh, god. Make sure to keep it short. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy this Prince Purple Rain, uh, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some fucked up shit, so stay tuned. I never meant to call you when it's over. I never meant to call you when it pains. All right, folks, and we are back. Friend, I believe it is your turn to go first this week. Oh, is it? Yes. So if you would please uh, indulge me with your affirmative murder for the week. So my affirmative murder this week is another deadly duo. Kind of oh. like my last, my, last, my last week. So this is like a – this is from that show Wicked, Wicked Attractions. Okay. So I got this story off of YouTube. The so, deadly duo. Yeah. So Lisa Tony was a lady in her early 40s, mm. married for a while, and she started to get attention from a young, good-looking guy who was at least 10 years younger than her. Ooh, cougar. So um, she she loved that feeling. If you, of what? Of her meeting a young, young guy. Guys? Yeah, young oh, guy, yeah, man. attractive. Body that won't quit. Good-looking guy, yeah. Bird that won't quit. You know, <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Yep. So she got to have that boring life with her janitor husband, Marcus. I mean, who she to, abandoned? You, to, you know, disrespect his profession like that. What he she, is she though? But you know, uh, she said that it sounded. I they put that in there kind of saucy, like janitor husband. That was a little disrespectful. So you know? I shouldn't have said that. No, you, it's the story. It's the story. Oh man. yeah, I'm okay. just saying. You know, that's that's whoever, fucked up. Whoever, yeah, they, yeah. They, they could have. No work shame. They could have pro- used any other. Yeah, don't profession shame. <laughs> just her husband. You know, yeah. you know janitor. Janitor. Shame. Well, you know, it's just it. It makes the story though. You know, I get it. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, it's like Carmen, a hip hopper starring Beyonce. It's like she lived her life with her regular basic boyfriend. Yeah. And then she found out that, oh, it's some shit popping off in Hollywood. Look at this superstar man. And now your dude looks extra dusty next to a superstar man. (laughs) So you leave him 
And then, you know, we all know how Carmen and Hip Hopper ended. Right, Fran? Yeah. Great movie. Classic Beyonce, yeah. first role. We all know how that great movie <laughs> ended. Should have won an Oscar. And, you know, you leave your husband who's holding you down mm-hmm. for the trappings of, of fame and stardom. Mm-hmm. But they don't always, it's not always greener on the other side, man. No. You know? It's not. Janitors, janitors are nice people, too. So towards the summer of 1999, Lisa, Lisa asked Mark to move out. And Lisa asked Mark to move out and move into one of their rental properties he owned and moved there. So, I mean, he's a business guy. Yeah. I mean, why are you, why are you being so picky? Yeah, making moves. You got to <laughs> make moves, man. Yeah. Get out of here. Go there. Hold it down over there. Right. I got something So, she was standing in the nice house, the family house where they was at, and uh-huh. he would go to one of his rental properties. So, after a while, that's Bill's... Not, that's not shady at all. No. Nah. So, after a while, uh, bills for small stuff and then expensive stuff, like... Hotel stays started piling up. Oh, this dude's a cheater. So um, at this point, he's like, okay, somebody stealing my identity. So Collectors was calling wait, wait, him. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to just make sure because I feel like I'm lost. We're talking about the janitor husband this and his Marcus. wife. Marcus. This is Marcus. Marcus is the janitor husband. Yeah. And he has several rental properties, mm-hmm. and now he's getting mail saying that there's all these bills piling up. No, he's getting mail to his... His um, I I'm guessing he was like com- credit card. He was coming back and forth to the house, so I'm guessing he was getting mail. mail right, right. Sent to his new. But he wasn't. This was he wasn't. Do- he wasn't spending this money. No, that's what he I said, was like, this is crazy. What's he, going on? Right. He was like, okay. At this point, he's like, somebody's st- stolen my identity. Right, Something right, right. is wrong. Yeah. So he got collectors calling him and and uh, you know, looking for would, their why, money. Why wouldn't he think? I don't. I don't think I would go there. What? I don't think my wife. I don't think my wife. I would ask my wife first. Well, I I was gonna get to that. Okay, I mean, I'm sorry. No, yeah. I'm just saying I, I don't think I would jump to. Oh, well, it's somebody his wife. stole my identity. That's his wife. So he's his. That's not his. I don't think. I don't think if, if you, you, you have more faith, that, you have more yeah, faith. Yeah, I don't think you would be like your spouse. Then yeah. they're robbing me. I don't think. I don't think. He's okay, like my wife. Fair, fair, okay, fair, yeah. fair point. So, fair point. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, Marcus, the janitor guy. He was a hardworking man. So. um he was all about his credit. He had an interview with his sister. He was like, you Smart. know. Yeah, his sister was like, you know, he wasn't a guy that'd be like, you know, I'll pay you later. Or yeah. Stuff like that. It yeah. Was just, he was, his credit was his big thing. Your name is your name. Yeah. So now his credit has been destroyed, to say the least, and his wife um, left him for another man. So, uh, Damn. Yeah, so at this point, you know, he moved out. The relationship is falling apart. Right. Um, somebody stole his identity. Somebody buying all this shit in yeah. his name. And his wife's gone. Yeah. Um, and his credit's fucked up. He can't even go get a new Chevy Suburban if he wanted to, you know. Nope. Uh, so he got a bill for an unpaid cell phone bill in, Michi- in Michigan, but he doesn't even own the phone in Michigan. Mm. So he was so confused um, at what was going on, so he couldn't believe it. So the bills was piling up to almost about $200,000 in fraudulent oh. oh, charges on his credit. Oh, you're talking about money, money. Yeah. I thought you were talking about, like, when you said big, I thought you were, when you said from small to big, I was thinking, like, from a gas station to like now he's not buying juice hotel- at a gas station now he's buying like microwaves and well you know. I think hotel hotel stays is it's not that not that big no I mean you might you know a very nice hotel you're talking about like you know five hundred dollars a night you know I mean you could go to a crazy hotel and get up to like the eight hundred dollars a night but I feel two hundred thousand like, dollars yeah. that's like you live in yeah the but, Mondrian but that's like, why you- <laughs> that's why I said small stuff and to big stuff so it's like hotel stays a little you see that and then you see like Oh, she buying like Rolex. Oh, the hotel was the small. 
Yeah. See, I met my basic ass poor mind. I was like, <laughs> oh, like small, like bought a Gatorade too. No. Now they bought. I don't you think know, that's worth some it. clothes. I don't think that's if I was a still do out there. I'm not gonna go buy juice. Oh, I would buy all the juice. <laughs> no, I would. I'm buy so much juice, <laughs> man. What? Uh, so he confronted his ex girlfriend, and when he ran upon her, it's a video. Well, you know, it's a, it's not an actual, it's a video, but you know they. Acting reenactment yeah. yeah so he confronted his ex-wife and then like he pull up on her like you know what's up and she got about 10 bags fur coat on throwing it in her car and shit so he's like you know what's up and then he asked uh did you give away my credit information to your new boyfriend and she was like you know no what oh are you, yeah, what are you no. talking about that would infuriate me <laughs> especially she's sitting there with like bags and a fur coat and a pearl yeah. necklace on like i don't know what you're talking about right. i don't know where all your money's going yeah. Putting her bags into a Rolls Royce. Yeah, and um, so she, yeah, she had like she didn't know what he was talking about, and she bought and saying that she bought those things with her own money. Right. Mm. Um, but he believes that he, he believed that she had something to do with it. Sure. But he just didn't have the proof to say that. You know, I know you're. I know you're out here stealing, stealing my, my money. Shit. Yeah. So, yeah. What year is this? This was in '99. Oh. The big screens had just dropped too. <laughs> oh, 99 was a good year to be scamming. Oh, damn. 99 was a good scammer year. I think that those Apple computers that had like the color back had just mm-hmm. dropped. Mm-hmm. It was some hot shit out in 99. Yeah. Get you a Nokia phone, cell phone. <laughs> With color. Yeah, 99 was a good year to be scamming, man. Yeah. Damn. <clears throat> that was a good year. So nothing changes and the bill are getting worse. Somebody is running all over the country spending money in his name like crazy. Mm. So Lisa was living this life she always wanted. Money, exciting young boyfriend. So she this is what she wanted. <laughs> so on Valentine's Day, Mark arrives, Mark arrives home to a package on his doorstep. And it was disguised as a FedEx delivery. But it was another box in a box. So oh. it was a big box and then it was like another it was like you know, mind like, games. He was like trash. Put like paper. Go through in all it, that, and then it's and a, then to it's see another box. box. Yep. So Damn. another box in there. The mind games. Um. So the the second box was like it was another the size. Box. It was no. It, <laughs> it was the size of like a VCR box. Okay. So one of them old joints. So it was like the big ones with big, like yeah. I'm not gonna say, yeah yeah that. Yeah. So it was like the DVD player and then like the other shit. Oh, like a combo. Yeah. <laughs> Damn the nostalgia. Damn. Uh. Yeah, so also, um, and Lisa will come, and also Lisa will come back and forth. So she was, she was, so playing, she was still seeing the she guy. She was playing. She's playing. Well, I, I, I say in the, in the, kind of the end, but he was when she when he raised suspicion, she would come back. So it was like she was gone, but it was like come back and do what? Come back, back and, to the house or whatever, or come back to him, and they would like meet up, and he would think they working stuff out, but then you know she would come back, have sex with him, what? Do stuff and then she be then Joe she be gone. and the scammer. What's yeah. her name again? Her name is Lisa. Joe and the scammer Lisa. Are you serious? Yeah. So she was freaking off with the young guy, getting the money, mm-hmm. going, living all these lavish life. Come then back. when he would be like, you know what? This is it. I want a divorce. Mm-hmm. You come back, freak off, mm-hmm. you know, maybe get his new credit card information mm-hmm. and then dip off again. Yeah. So at some parts. See, this w- is a woman who knows the, the power of her <laughs> vagina. So at some parts he would be like, you know, I want to work this out, you know. Shout so. out to you, uh, Lisa. Man, if I was a woman, oh my god! Oh. I know the height and the stakes go up. Uh, just being a woman is hard to be a woman. Mm. But if I was a woman, man, I, I mean, I really think I'd be out here. You know, I'd have some football player under wrapped around my finger and just be living lavish. 
right. Yeah. No. All right. Cool. That's cool, man. No, I, you know, that's. Go I ahead, mean, like, I mean, go ahead, it's true, never, though. It's I'm true. Just saying, I mean, like, I, women. I, if I was a, if I woke up a woman tomorrow, uh, I would have to, I would have to come to terms with. If I woke up a woman tomorrow, first thing I'm doing is I'm hitting the gym, get my body crazy, mm-hmm. right? Then I have to come to terms with the idea of having sex with a man. Mm-hmm. Now follow me. I know I'm getting crazy, but just follow me and just hear me out. Mm-hmm. Like if this was like a version of Big, you know the movie Big, mm-hmm. where I wake up a woman, but like now you're just a woman now. But I have my brain. Mm-hmm. I would go, okay, I'm about to get bad on everybody. Mm-hmm. I'll go get butt injections, mm-hmm. butt crazy. I'm hitting All-Star Weekend 2019, four-pack, mm-hmm. crazy outfit on. I'm going to trap a Kyrie, you know, and then I'm going to be living this lavish life, man. You know, maybe maybe lower tier like a DeAndre Jordan. Somebody <laughs> somebody with some, you know, somebody with like low self-esteem that would just be happy to get a woman that's pretty. Mm-hmm. Trap them. And then yeah, what? That's me. I'm not saying women you should do that. I'm just that's that's an option. For, but that's the power, though. They have, that's the power you have. Yeah. You could you could be, you know, when I see a homeless woman, I'm like, I mean, look, I know you want to keep your dignity and everything like that. But if this ever got bad enough, you could take some money that you make, get showered up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just find a guy that you think is cute, maybe living kind of thing and do a pretty woman. Just be like, yeah, you know, I think you're nice. And then let him, you know pull you out of that situation mm-hmm. you know that is that is an option for most women mm-hmm. you know and 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 i would definitely if i woke up tomorrow a woman i'm trying to you know i'm fucking my way to the top straight up you know <laughs> yeah, i mean that that's just that's just me uh, and don't try to slut shame me listeners for doing with my body what i want to do uh, that's just how i would live my life i'd be like i'm gonna go get me somebody with some m's that's millions Go get me somebody with some M's. I'm not living. I'm not shopping at Walmart. Mm. No. No. It's probably take a lot of work, though, for you to try to find somebody that, you know, how do you know if they got M's or not? Mm. And how do you know if you're attractive enough? I know. I know. All right. Hey, you guys, y'all, you got it all planned out. I got money ready. Good luck with that. Um, So back to the package. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't Lisa's handwriting on the shipping label, so he didn't recognize, he didn't recognize that, and he didn't recognize the return address that was on the box. So Mark was thinking, all right, somebody's somebody's fucking with me now. Uh-huh. Somebody's playing games. Putting a box in and, a box. And, Hilarious. Yeah, and taunting him. So he was like, you know, I'm not opening this box. I don't mm-hmm. know who it's from. Yeah. I don't know the handwriting. Uh, so, but then he oh, so start- he didn't open the box that was in the box? No. Okay. No. So then he started receiving phone calls and voicemails from a guy saying, like, why haven't you opened my gift? Whoa, <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. No, that's horror movie shit. How do you know that I didn't open the box? Oh, man. I guess that means that when you open the box, I'll know. Like, <laughs> it's something in there that some, something's going to get put into motion once you open that box. Yeah. For so, you to know? <laughs> oh, like, what a crazy phone call that's out to get. <laughs> it was like voice. I was like, you know, why, why haven't you opened my box, man? It's like, you know, it's a gift. I, I sent you a gift. It's been nice. You know, open my box. You know, I feel I feel heartbroken. You know, open my box. Look, I'm giving you one chance to open my box. Oh, it's now it's a threat. Yeah. I'm oh, giving now you, you know, should, this is your you last need, chance. You you better open that box. This is your last chance no, to open my box. No. So and no, um yeah no, so no. I'm um, taking that to the police station. Yeah. So he was like, you know, why I opened your box? And then he was like, you know, your wife was stupid enough to let me let me in and let me steal your info. Wow. <laughs> now you now he's taunting you. Yeah. Now he's saying. 
And I fucked your wife. Yeah. So he, he that's was cold. He was poking at him. He's poking at him, man. Wow. He wanted you to open his box. I like your sheets on your bed. He's got that kind of dirty info to yeah. be like, you know, you know. I think y'all should get a shower mat in the in the bathroom. I almost slipped <laughs> while I was cranking your wife. You're like, what? You know, like, oh no. Yeah. Oh my god, that's terrifying. Yeah. So he asked around for help, and then he went and took the took the box to the police station. Mm, smart but man. They, smart. But they said they couldn't keep it or could help him. With oh, they didn't open it either. No. Oh wow. No. And so, uh, they so it's uh. Yeah, so they said he we you can't keep we can't keep this box here. I mean, we could jot down some info, and he told the police, you know, somebody stole my my credit card information. Uh-huh. He's like, yeah, we can't keep this here, but you know, we do what we can. That's crazy. I'm like, can y'all? I mean, can you open it? Yeah. No, I can't do that. Yeah, so take the, this and leave the station. <laughs> so the cops were saying, you know, whoever stole your credit, they were saying that it's been times where people steal people's credit card information and taunt them. Yeah, and it's like. I'm sending you a package to let you know that I what, bought this with you. I'm bought this with your money. <laughs> with that's your the, name, with your name, your credit card information. So that's you, the coldest shit ever. Yeah, that's so cold as hell. You stop me. You're welcome. You know, kind yeah, of thing. That's cold as hell. That's <laughs> so, kind of gangster though. I fuck with that a little bit. Yeah. The inner scammer in me that like <laughs> would like to, you know, it has dark thoughts of fucking people over. I'm uh, like, that's cold. I fuck with that. Like, yo, I'm, look, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna see you some. Here's joints. a Blu-ray DVD player <laughs> on you. You know what I mean? Like. Or your treat. You know, like, that's cold, man. I kind of fuck with that a little bit. That's that's the kind of petty shit I fuck with a little bit, you know. But the phone call shit was creepy. That's crazy. No, that's crazy as hell. Uh, That would, I would move. (laughs) Fuck that uh, property, (laughs) rental property. Fuck it. I'm renting, putting, somebody can rent it. Fuck that. So after a while, he, I don't, he's like, I don't know what to do with this box. He still didn't open the box. He still opened the box. So he called his best friend, Alfonso, Alfonso Butler, over to him, over to his house to help him with the box. Don't get me so involved. Mark, don't get you know fun. they don't get fun involved. <laughs> so they joking, and then Mark like, man, it may be a sex tape in here to make me jealous, or whatever. That's, I mean, that would be real cold. And so Alfonso like, man, I'm opening this box. Boom! No, boom! It blew up. <laughs> Are you serious? It's a bomb. It blew up. Oh my god! Are Alfon- you serious? Yeah, Alfonso survives the explosion, but he loses his hearing. And then um, a couple fi- a couple firefighters find Mark's Mark's dead body. So Mark died. Wait, so but Alfonso opened the box. Alfonso opened the box, and he survived. And he survived. Oh, that bomb must have been crazy. And yeah, and the cap on the bomb hits hits um Mark in the chest, mm. and it pierces his heart. Oh man. Yeah. Um, I was joking. I that didn't really think it was yeah. a bomb in there. <laughs> it was a bomb in there. Wow. Well, he said that you know you didn't open my box, so. But I thought maybe it would just be something where you know. Like a sex tape. Uh, I thought it was more something where it's like, see this? Now you can call this number and be mad at me. Or something nah. like that. Like he was, that's He was waiting for like national wow. attention to be like, like wow. see it on the news. He got it. He got he got my he got wow. my present. Yep. Wow. So that bomb blew up. Wow. Uh so another pipe another pipe bomb was in there also, but it was a battery attached to it. So it, the the firefighters immediately call called the bomb squad for the second bomb. And then the bomb expert McGuire said that um Pipe bombs rely on um, rely on ex- relying on detonated engines and the caps of the, of the pressure in the bomb. Uh-huh. So what he did was for him to defuse the bomb, he had to make a machine. He had to aim it so it could knock the cap off without uh, without exploding. But if he missed, then that motherfucker going to explode. So he aimed it, had like a remote control, ran across the street, 
hit the button, and he blew the cap off, and then it was fine. Damn. So I, I was like, that shit is cool. This is like this is like that uh, <laughs> Netflix thing, Evil Genius. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. It was two bombs in the box, and he got killed off just the one. Just the one bomb. He was trying to blow the whole house up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like I said, he aimed the machine, knocked the cap off, so it was good. So the police tracked down Lisa at, at her parents' house saying she was in distress and, you know, Marcus moved out on his own and she was shocked about what happened and she didn't know anything about it. Right. So FBI looked, was looking for looking for evidence and they find the shipping label indicated that the package was delivered eight days early, earlier than it should. I guess it was like a fraudulent fucking, I don't know, like a fraudulent tag. I don't know, but... Wait, he, wait, 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 what are you saying? They say they found a label, but the package was delivered eight days earlier. So it was a label on it was a label on there, but he like hand delivered. He might hand delivered, right? Wow. But you know, as you being a somebody getting a package, you don't know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> weird. That's that's smart. Yeah, isn't uh, it? I would think so. That would throw people off, I guess. I don't know. So, um, I don't but even the re- know. Yeah, the I'm return to, address. I'm trying to think of the benefit of doing that. But the return address was a uh, maybe it was a shipping label for something else. I don't know. I have no idea. But the return label was to a vacant a vacant lot, so it was a bad address. Okay. So Alfonso regains his hearing and tells his story. Um, so he tells what happens, and then they interview Lisa, and they asked her, "Has she been seeing anybody else?" And who is, like, they ask her, has she been seeing about and who she's seen? Mm-hmm. And she goes, you know, I don't know his name. I met him in Michigan and haven't seen him since. Lisa is Joanne the Scammer. You don't even know his name. <laughs> he means nothing to me. I just get dick yeah, in she a know. good time. I just know. get dick and we go out for drinks sometimes. I don't know his name. His name means nothing to me. I'm Lisa. I'm a boss. <laughs> and the detectives I don't ex- know why I like her so much. I'm still, I, I feel bad either. for Mark, but I mean, I. Th- she's like Cruella DeVille. I'm mm-hmm. into it. I'm into, like... A boss ass chick villain. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I, I I like her. And the detectives asked her for writing samples, but um, it was clear that she didn't write the the label. So the end of they interview her for two days, and she says nothing. So they know. So she they know she's hiding something. Mm-hmm. So they would still clean up the crime scene and carefully, still clean up the crime scene carefully and slowly. And they used the second bomb and pieces from the first bomb for evidence. They used the wrapping paper as evidence and called the manufacturers of the of the wrapping paper that was used to wrap the second box. Oh, they were getting down like this in 99? Yes. This is some good CSI work. Yeah. Um, and they found that the paper was sent out for a limited time to certain stores and areas near Tony's house. And those stores, and, those, and the store associate remember gift wrapping this box for a well-dressed man and gave him a nice, and he gave her a nice tip. That's what she I said. Bet he, I bet he did. Uh, Sex joke. Boom. Nailed it. So co-workers said the investigators, the investigators had diff, had different. Okay, so I'm, I messed up on this part. But the co-workers of Lisa, I'm sorry, the co-workers of Lisa said that something was different about her. Like she was dressed well. Like all of a sudden she was dressed well, had all this expensive stuff on, wearing mm-hmm. jewelry, new car. Yeah. So they took a lie detector test. Lisa did, and she failed. Of course she did. They looked up Lisa's phone records, and she was making calls to Detroit, Michigan on a regular basis. Where that phone was, right? Yep. So the ATF, um, which is the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Mm -hmm. and Explosives, agents put out a word that they were looking for someone skilled in identity theft. So they got a hot tip, and um, they notified the agents in Detroit 
that they may have that they may want to look into a guy named Sinky Lalaman. <laughs> Which sounds like that's, I don't know, it just sounds like an Islamic type of name or something. Also <laughs> also that is not the name of a sexy man. <laughs> that's not like you know what I mean? Like a, a dude that's out here stealing people's wives. Uh, his name's Sinky? Yeah. Sinky nah, Lalaman. Nah. So he was a con man. Very small individual who was cunning, charming, and uses his good looks and smooth talk to obtain personal info and bank accounts from people. I stand corrected. <laughs> I've never heard of a... Uh, that's like... that. That's First of all, it sounds close to stinky. <laughs> so for him to be a suave, debonair, good-looking guy, is like he's putting on for other dudes named Sinky. Maybe he's the only one named Sinky. <laughs> I've never heard of that name <laughs> ever before, but I definitely... if I, Me, if you told me somebody's name was Sinky, I would think of a very quirky-looking person, like mm-hmm. glasses, maybe really short, mm-hmm. pudgy. Not like George Clooney walking into a building, but, you know, I guess I'm wrong. I stand corrected. Shout out, no, not shout out to Sinky. He's a bomber. Yeah. But, all right. So, you know, um, this was this was the guy that Lisa liked, you know, the young guy. You know, he's smooth talker. Mm-hmm. You know, he got in her house, stole, got information from her estranged strange husband. And got and her in shit. on it, too. Yep, yep. Damn. So, Chicago, the Chicago investigators know Lisa. She knew something about that yeah. bomb. She knew something about that bomb. So investigators believe that he convinced her to steal Marcus's identity, and he rewarded her with expensive gifts. And Marcus, for Marcus's yeah. money, Marcus would reward her with, <laughs> yeah. with expensive gifts. So she she, she could have just stayed with Marcus. She she loved the high life. She was getting his high life with this young handsome guy. Oh, so because he was frugal, because Marcus was frugal and didn't want to spend all the you know he wanted to save his money and buy rental. Yeah, man, my man was loyal. He was he was going growing he had a business. couple he had a couple rental properties. Yeah. she wasn't man. He she was wasn't with you shooting in the gym. He was loyal. That's crazy, man. He was trying to build an empire and she wanted to spend all the money now. A good looking guy, you know, come put that thing up on her. She don't know how to act. And decided to scam his whole life away. It's Everything wrong. he built. It's wrong. So, but like, like again, like I said earlier, Marcus, you know, he started to raise suspicions. He started, you know, started raising suspicions. So she's kept coming back. Yeah, know. I know. I love you. I'm just, I'm just hanging out with my friends. I just, I'm going through a phase. Yeah. I don't know what she hit him with to, to let him let her come back and then be like, all right, I guess we're cool again. He, I love. She come you. back, put that thing up on him. You know, everybody's like, putting that thing on everybody, <laughs> and everybody is playing Marcus. Yeah, she come put that thing up. Even Alfonso like, played Marcus. Like, yeah, man, it's probably a sex tape in here. Let me open this real quick. Died. <laughs> he didn't even want to open it. Everybody <laughs> played Marcus, man. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so the deuce Sinky. <laughs> uh, so this shit is crazy. One of his first five scams. No, one of his first scans five years before the bombing. This is weird. While he was living near a nature reserve, uh, noted as a hangout for gay men, uh-huh. cruising for sex. So his plan was, I'm a black man, one of these gay guys, for money. Bye. So what he did? Well, uh, he's gonna blackmail one of these closeted gay guys. Oh, okay. I was like, Sorry, what? I, you gonna, I was like, you gonna tell that, people yeah. that they're gay? <laughs> <The> closeted <laughs> gay guy for money. So what he did was he set up a hidden camera in his room. And he changed the number on his apartment door. Scams. He went out for a jog, got the attention on one of these, you know, one of these secret. Oh, this dude must be sexy as hell. He can just be like, hmm? like look at a dude, and be like, what's up? Yeah. And then like, yeah, I'll follow you back to you. This dude's it's, just getting girls, guys. Oh. <laughs> I mean, this dude's it's gorgeous. Whatever. Yeah. Sinky. Yep. So he going to jog, get attention from another guy. So he's like, yeah, you know, what's up? Yeah. And they go back, go back to the joint, do a little. 
little something, something. Oh, so he would go all the way and get down. That's the most scamming. <laughs> this dude, you know, man, I'm sorry, man. I look, I know somebody passed away in this whole thing, but I, this is messy and scandalous. I love this. This is awesome. It's, it's like, I love yeah, that. Yeah, like, it's like, I, I, j- scamming has no gender. I fuck dudes, girl, whatever I got to do to get the bag and get my money right. I'm doing it. It's just, that's another about, level about this story. It was, I love it. Marcus was the only person that was killed, but the story is crazy. I love that's it. That's why I'm doing I, this. I'm I love it. <laughs> this is messy, uh, drama bullshit, but I love Lisa and, uh, uh, Sinky is a scammer to the bone. That it's is crazy. Cra- you know how dedicated you have to be to scamming to not, maybe not identify as gay, but fuck a man for the purpose of scamming them. That is gangster as hell, man. That's a level of gangster that like street dudes could never get, like a th- thugs and Fifty Cent. Like you could never fuck a dude for money. I was like, to scam him. I was like, man, that's this dude, this, he's going the whole way for this thing. That's that's the most savage shit I've ever heard in my life. So like, I thought it was gonna be like, then they come in, I get them naked, and then I take photos. Nah. And that's it. Like no, I go all the way. I make sure I get the most. <laughs> incre- Your penis is in me, or mine is in you. However, it's getting down. We got the whole you. You're gonna pay me, and you know it's no gonna. It's not gonna be any questions. Oh, why is your just your penis out in this room? Mm-hmm. You could go. Oh, I just I got out of the shower. You know, it was nothing. No, we had sex, and I got it on footage, <laughs> and you're gonna pay me my money. Yeah, that's savage. So yeah, they did. They do in the chorus. So the victim. That was one of his first scams. Yeah, one of his first. So the victim was caught on tape, and then Sienki uh, tracks him down. Tracks down where he works. He mails a copy of the sex tape and demand. And uh, and demand cash, or he will reveal the tape to his bosses. So that didn't work. Wow, that didn't that, that didn't that work. Didn't, that didn't work. So he oh, like, shout out to whoever was like, yeah. "Hey, I'm not gonna let you blackmail me. <laughs> do what you're gonna do." So that didn't work. So he was like, "Okay," he mailed the tape to his house to where his <laughs> wife is. But Same that didn't you work. Are, that didn't work. Either. That didn't work. Wow. So mailed it to his mom. So whatever happened, oh, I, th- I think the wife found out. Whatever, but. The cops got involved. And he got caught. He got caught. Yeah, I mean, I guess you you, you, <laughs> you, you overplay your hand once you tell the wife because now it's like, well, now you don't have any leverage anymore. That kind of backfires on the blackmail point because the only thing you get out of that is you ruin that person's life, but you don't get anything out of it. Now you didn't fuck the guy, yeah. mailing yeah. tapes to people, and but now the, the information is out. So yeah, and to me, I think he was just like, I think he was sitting in his room, was like, I'm gonna do this. Didn't he? Didn't think this plan all the way through yeah because it didn't work at all so yeah. i feel like he was just like i need to get some money i'm gonna do this i'm a blackmail of a gay guy fuck him yeah and then maybe he's gonna pay me like no yeah now i've never scammed before <laughs> but just to be clear if it had been me mm-hmm. i would have mailed some kind of note mm-hmm. to the house mm-hmm. like you know dear ted whatever your name is good seeing you hope to see you again soon now you're causing Panic at the house. Mm-hmm. Who's Ted? Oh, who's who's Sinky? Who the <laughs> sign Sinky? Who the fuck is Sinky? Mm-hmm. Oh no, that's just a a friend. You call him up. Did you your wife get my note? Now you got panic going on in the house. Mm-hmm. Then you threaten again. Next time it might be a tape in the mail. You you overplayed your hand yeah, sending the Too tape because now it's like the wife watches it. Now what are you gonna do to him? The wife knows now. <laughs> yeah. there's no, there's blackmail's gone. But I fucking. I like the idea of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. He just is a rookie. He was a rookie he was scammer. A rookie then. He was a rookie. Yeah. Then. So he was. Um, he was. He was caught in jail for eighteen months for for blackmail. So what happened was, while he was in prison, he met a dude that taught him how to steal somebody else's identity. Prison doesn't reform. It only makes you a worse criminal. <laughs> and then, yeah. So 
taught him how to steal people's identity and also keep the credit coming, so like he can keep on on doing it. That's a, that's so a he solid took that. Skill. Yeah, he took that information. So when he got out, got right back to work. It's time I'm to go. go. Get him. First, I'm gonna get me a nice suit, <laughs> give me a shower, so I can get back to premium sinky. Because now I'm picturing like, first of all, his name is is ethnic. I'm picturing like a brown man, suave in shape. Let me get me a, as soon as I put a suit on, all the girls want me. Yeah. All the boys want me. I, this dude, I know his name is stupid, but you got to be a certain type of good looking person to be able to just command people to come to you and give you shit. Yeah, and, and then you a smooth talker? You oh, got shit. game? That's the combination. That's a deadly combo. <laughs> That's a deadly you combo. You got game? Oh, but women don't don't you got to you got to believe that you are a sinky yourself. Mm-hmm. No, you know, none don't don't let somebody come in convince you to blow up a person that's crazy yeah you gotta be a super smooth talker to do that yeah that's why uh so then we got out he was looking for you know his fresh victims uh-huh so those victims was lisa and mark yeah so the case took a turn a surveillance tape from a bank caught someone drawing cash from marcus's account pretending to have access <clears throat> access to a co pretending to have access of a co-signer but it wasn't lisa they was tending to be Lisa, but it wasn't Lisa. Oh, wow. So af- after a deeper study of the tape, they realized that a smartly dressed woman was, in fact, a man. This dude is gorgeous. you telling me this dude is so pretty that he dressed up like a girl and they were like, ma'am? No, no, it, it wasn't it him. Wasn't it him? wasn't him? No, it wasn't him. Oh. <laughs> it was, that's what I thought. When they said that, I was like. This dude must be beautiful. I was like. Did he dress up as a woman? I was like, this dude is, but it wasn't. It wasn't. That's the first thing I thought, but it wasn't him. Oh, okay. So they matched the video with a mugshot, and it was it was matched to some dude who was a drag queen at a famous dance club in Chicago. That Yankee had a long history, uh, like with it, like they was doing this shit for six years of partner, doing scams. Partner in crime. Yep. So he paid her to go into the bank and get cash advances from Mark's account. Um, but it said that those two probably were lovers, like on a low I sure guess. i mean he, he he definitely was some type of bisexual or maybe yeah. maybe he was just gay and fucked women for the scam of it all yeah that's what i think Jeez. so they were saying that he had the the the, the guy whatever going in to get money and then uh-huh. he would go in and get cash advances from right. mark's account so uh so what he would do is he would go after people after women or victims whatever you want to say that their profession was they can get they had access to people's personal info and shit like that and that's where he would get the info from yeah oh, so yeah. he would he would date these people play them have sex with them and then he would get what he needs and he would go and buy his business so then Mark so what he did was he changed Mark's address to a P.O. box this is before he died he changed Mark's address to a P.O. box went through his mail took out whatever he needed to take out Sealed the mail back up, and then he hand delivered it to Mark's house. That's why Nothing the addresses were different. No, that's not why, because he 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 mailed the box. Yeah, I'm not. I'm done trying to figure yeah. out why he did that with the box. <laughs> that's crazy though. So he would just take out what he needed to take out, and then he would give it, Mark yeah, all the put it in the mailbox himself. Yep. That's wild. I See, think it's one of the most pettiest things you could ever do. What? Steal somebody's mail? Steal people's mail and then take out important shit. I'm gonna well, need I mean, this. Hey, I'm gonna need you, this to hey, get money in this, and I'm hey, gonna give. I'm gonna go in. <laughs> It's petty. The whole thing is petty. Scam life, man. Hashtag scam. I li- I'm living for this. So, okay. So he turned. He, he would. He would 
talk his way. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wouldn't sleep with everybody. Maybe mm-hmm. he just talked to. So he would talk to somebody who worked somewhere where they get information. Mm-hmm. So in theory, this whole thing was random. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I think that like was, yeah. like he found Mark's name, or or did he find his wife first? I think he found his wife. Found first. his wife first, and then was like, "I'm gonna, I'm going to steal." From 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 his wife, from her husband, yeah. and then went to his connect who could get information, mm-hmm. got his information, and then opened a PO box, and would steal his inf- no no wait at first the wife was just giving him the stuff right yeah but I mean later this, on this was his first victims though Lisa Mar- Lisa Mark was his first victims oh but there was he other had, victims he had other victims where he would date these women that had this info and he and he was that was just like I think. They didn't focus on that part because it, it didn't have nothing to do with Mark, you know, somebody dying. It was just like... Right, right, right. He would date he was, people. He scammed a ton of people. Yeah. But this ended in... He he got mad at Mark or something happened where he decided Mark had to go? Well, I didn't get there that, yet. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, cool. Please, because so, this is... Oh, my God. So, come to find out, Mark had a $250,000 insurance policy. And Lisa was the beneficiary. This is the most scandalous shit ever. Are you serious? Are you like, what? So, the whole idea of get Mark killed. So, he should get the money. Was Lisa's idea. Baby, and then me and you can, we can run off to Sandro Payne. He's like, yeah, right. I'm going to steal the money from you as soon as you get it. So, it was like, she was like, wow, he had her, he had her. This is how I would be. I just need to be a woman, though. I would be, I wouldn't kill people, but I would be like, yeah, no, then you get the money and then, yeah, and then I take the money from you. But it was like, she was like, you know, I can't, we can't see each other as much as we want. I can't be around you because he's still around. Suspicious. So So then she would go back. Yep. So it was like, you got to get rid of him. (laughs) This is the most, this is the most scandalous shit ever. So, So, so she told him. You gotta, you gotta mail a bomb. Do something. You gotta Do kill something. him, and gotta, then we can get the go. money. He gotta go. So they found out that Sinky made the bomb and mailed it, cause it was his handwriting on the return label of the package. Yeah. He kept the voicemails he sent to Mark, baiting him to open the bomb or the box, whatever the fuck. Mark did or Sinky did? It said Sinky kept the voicemails. Why? Why'd you do that? I don't know. <laughs> so they put out a warrant. So this kind of get kind of get racist. So they put out a warrant. He's on the most wanted list. They yeah. can't find him. He abandoned Lisa. Yeah. This guy's out of the country in Jamaica relaxing. So yo, <laughs> yo, Sinky, Sinky is my idol, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I know that this is like a bad. This is supposed to be a horrible uh, story, but this is some catch me if you can like scandal. This is like what? Yeah. He so, got to Jamaica. He went to Jamaica relaxing and looking for another victim. Probably can't get extradited from Jamaica if they don't find you. They, you know, it's a different country. So, Yo. yeah, he's looking for another victim. Then it's a, that's a vacation town. So you can find you a wealthy per- person to scam in well, Jamaica. I'm about, to, I'm about to get to that. Oh, my God. <laughs> can, I, can I keep please, going? Please, I'm okay. sorry. Please, so, this is crazy. He meets, another, he meets another victim or woman on a dating website. He sends her pics. Pics he sent them. He like, he's like... Boiled up. up. He got like <laughs> abs. Eight, eight abs. He got, he got like, I don't know what this shit is. Like some shit that's like, 
I don't know what to call it. It's like it's like thin. It's like blown in the wind. And he got like he's like covering his. It's like wrapped around his waist, covering it. His, his oh, like a like prop- a like some kind of a sarong. Yeah, like some that. kind of wrap. Yeah, that. Oh wow, like a thin like a thin bath towel. Yep. So wow. send her send her the picture. She flies out to the, Jamaica. The fire nude. Send she, her the fire nude. She's like, yep. I need to get on a flight. Yep. This dude must be. <laughs> did you see a picture of him? Yeah, it's that picture. Oh, this dude must be like Antonio <laughs> Banderas or something like that. So she hopped on a plane. Hopped on a plane. Flies out to Jamaica. Guess what? She's a she, cop. She makes six figures for a TV company. Stop. <laughs> so she's telling me he trapped Rosie O'Donnell, man. Are you get what the fuck? Are you serious? Yo, she stop. like worked for like I don't know NBC stop, or so, I don't know something. Man, stop. Yeah, so Are she you... lives in LA. She makes six figures for a TV company. She falls for him, and then like the, the reenactment they got, they meet up at the web. She comes in at, and she's like, "Oh my god, like you're gorgeous." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this dude is beautiful. <laughs> this is hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Why is this dude the most beautiful dude in the world, man? I don't know. Wow. So, yeah, so they meet up or whatever, and then he's like, you know, I'm on it in the U.S. for murder. So oh, he came clean. Yeah, so, so. We'll just live here. She's like, um, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I don't care. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you get away or whatever the fuck, whatever you need. So? So. <laughs> so, and? Yeah. So she flies back home. She's from L.A. She flies back home. Now this is pre. Uh, yeah, it's like the nineties. It's pre nine yeah. eleven. Yeah, so you so can it's, just hop it's right on the flight. Way easier to. He comes out to L A. She lives with him. Oh, he went with. He went with her. Well, she go first, and then he comes. So she goes. He goes to L A. She's saying you can stay with me. I got the connections. I'll pay for like your plastic surgery. What? On a new face. Yo, no, no. So what TV show <laughs> did you get this from? What story? This is this is not real. This is not real. <laughs> this is not a real story, man. No, man. I'm calling. No, 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 no. This cannot be a real story. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> so she like, you know, I got the connections. We can. I'll do. I'll pay for the plastic surgery for your new face. Every so she he does whatever he needs to do, so he can get back to a regular life, and uh, so also so people couldn't recognize him. Cause you know he's a wanted he's a wanted man. Uh huh. So she spends over eight grand on plastic surgery. Then, come to find out, they fucked his face up. So now he's pissed. Now he's, he's ugly. He's man. pissed off. He fucked his face up, and um, you can tell us him, but then you can't tell us him. Right. So is he ugly? It was like they. Well, I mean, they didn't show our actual picture or whatever, but the because that's like how he makes his money. Yeah. So the reenactment was like he taking off the wrap. And then, like, his cheeks are all fucked up. He's like, what's wrong with my cheeks? And all this shit. <clears throat> so, um, they, the police finds the guy that caught, that taught Sinky how to make the bomb. He was arrested. So he snitches, and now he's helping to catch Sinky at this point. So now, what they do is, the FBI, they like, look, we need your help, so I need you to teach me, you know, how you write emails to this dude Sinky. So they what they did was... Oh, so was, he stayed in contact with him. They stayed in contact with him, uh, and then they wrote an email. They typed the email in his style, and then Sinky, Sinky replied back immediately. You know, he was like, you know, what's up? Everything oh, cool? I haven't heard anything. And then Sinky <laughs> writes back, like, everything's good, you know, going through a lot or whatever. So now they got him. They yeah, they, they got him in the way at. So they go to L.A., they find him. And Looking they, like, crazy. They, they watch out for him, and then they like, well, 
it, it, it looked like him, the same build, but is it him? It's like they don't know. So one of the officers is like, nah, fuck that. We going to go ahead. And yeah, that's him. So they arrested him. They got him. Um, so he admits his name and everything, make that he did it. So he was charged with identity theft and murder of Mark Tony, um, making him eligible for the death penalty. So Sandra Hartless, who was the girl that made six figures, that uh huh accessory, she had she was do. charged aiding and abetting yeah. Sinky, and she was stealing. She stole over a million dollars from the TV company she worked for. No, what shit is insane? <laughs> this dude has the magic stick. Shit is insane. Like you got a woman to go. Oh yeah, we got to kill my husband. Mm. And then you got another woman who's living a great life in Los Angeles, making six figures, can fly to Jamaica mm-hmm. on a whim mm-hmm. to steal money from her business. But I think she was doing that before she even met him. Oh, he just made it hot. Got her mixed up in it. Yep. I think she was already doing this before. Wow. Yeah, before she... Cause she was, well, yeah, you got to be a certain he, kind of person to be like, oh, I'm a murderer. And you're yeah, like, oh, exactly. I mean, exactly. And? Exactly. So she was already in with that. So she was charged with embezzlement and was sentenced to 33 months in prison. White collar. So crime. the drag queen was charged with credit card fraud, and she snitched, but she, so she only got three years. Yes, three years yeah. is not bad. Um, for- yeah, the bomb guy was charged with malicious, malicious damage to property, resulting in death, and he got fifteen years in prison. Oh, God. and he got, and that was only last. That was only fifteen years because he snitched. He helped out. And then Sinking accepts a deal and is charged with the murder, um, and the part of killing, Mark. And he gets life in prison, and Lisa and Lisa gets conspiracy to commit murder, and she pleads innocent. Oh, yeah. So I don't. And Bold. Then, yeah, so she got um, she gets a life sentence. Of course. But on the appeal, on the appeal, she only gets re- it only gets reduced to twenty five years. And then, um, she was saying like you know. Oh, and and then and then the invest and then the investigators was like that she had this plan before she even met Mark. They oh. think they think she already had this. She wanted Mark gone before she even met. Before she Sinky. even met Sinky. Before she, she met had, Sinky. Sinky just was the one that could help her. Follow Sinky. Through with Sinky the was the one. Was her ticket to be like, I got somebody to help me out. So with this. It, the whole time, they were both scammers. Crazy story. It was. I had fun doing this story. It was just so many twists. It was it was crazy. So that was the deadly duo of Lisa Tony and Sinky Lalaman. Sinky Lalaman. Yep. R.I.P. Mark. Yeah. And I'm sorry that Mark is being overshadowed by this story because he died and that's tragic. Sinky was a god, though. But let me tell you <laughs> something. That is the craziest shit I've ever heard. Lisa is Cruella DeVille. Sinky is... Leonardo DiCaprio and Catch Me If You Can, but darker and oh my god, like oh my, come on man, that's a real story. Yeah. Sinky Lollaman and Lisa what? Lisa Tony. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't even have anything. I don't have anything else to say, man. I don't. Well, jo- good wow. job. Good job. That wow, was great. Smart. That was a great story. Wow. All right. Well, um, yeah, we're gonna. T- we're going to take a break, and when we come <laughs> back, uh, we're going to talk about some fucked up shit. It won't be that. I'll tell you that right now. It's, it's just not going to be. But it's, we got more to come, so just, just stay tuned. 
And we are back. Really quick, folks, I just wanted to let everybody know out there that the sticker contest jumped to the next level. Oh, yeah. Uh, shit is getting real, and I'm loving it. It turned into a real competition. I thought that um, uh, one of the rule sisters was going to take it away with the sticker on the cracker thing. Uh, I thought it was a wrap. Nobody was seen to be com- competing. Mm-hmm. And then Antoinette came out of nowhere. Yep. Put the sticker at a post office. Yep. Jumped in the first place and then came back around and 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 superimposed our sticker onto a photo of Pete Wentz, <laughs> taking the competition to levels uh, beyond anything I've ever seen. Then Alyssa Turtle comes through, puts the photo, t- puts the sticker on this wall of spoons. And you know what we do here, you know, when we do when we're not doing this, we're doing cereal and cereal. Mm-hmm. So all these antique spoons, she it looks like she put the uh the uh portrait mode on and took this beautiful photo of the sticker on this wall of spoons mm-hmm. and the competition is white hot right now. Yeah. And I just wanted to announce that the the competition, the end date for the competition is October 1st and then we will, we will then announce who the winner is on our 1 year anniversary show which will be somewhere around October 17th. It will be episode no matter what it is, it's going to be episode 52 it should be. Uh so on episode 52 we will announce who the winner is and uh yeah, keep it up guys. You guys got Two weeks? What is it? Right now it's like the seventh. What's this? Seventeen? No, that's like a month. What's this? It's like the seventeenth? Yeah. Yeah. The first. I'm saying oh, October first oh, is okay. when oh, oh, we're I, done taking oh, okay, submissions. Okay, I thought and, you meant the seventeenth. Yeah, and then okay. we'll mull over who we think the winner is, and then we'll announce it on right. the one year anniversary show. Okay. But we, you guys got a couple more weeks, so keep submitting them. This shit has gotten crazy. I'm loving what I'm seeing. Keep it up. Now, enough of that. It is time for my affirmative murder. Okay. Friend, this week. I'm going to be telling the story of Leandra Chinchuli. I heard of that person before. Oh, yeah, did you? No, I haven't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Leandra Chinchuli was born in Montella. While still a young girl, Leandra attempted a suicide twice. Hmm. In 1914, she married a, net, a registry office clerk named Rafael Pansardi. Hmm. Her parents didn't approve that marriage. As they plan to marry, as they plan to marry her to another man, I'm not a fan of arranged marriages. Uh, I think that people should be able to choose who they love, but I know it's a lot of cultural dynamics that are in play there. Some mm-hmm. some cultures still live by that, but I just don't think that's real love. I mean, obviously you can learn to love a person, but to just be a 20 year old person and be like, "This is Mike, you're gonna I, marry Mike now." Yeah, I don't like that. It's just like, oh, he has money, so you date him. It's not always that though. That's what sometimes I think. That's it's what I sometimes think. just like a family uh, arrangement. Sometimes just like two families. A lot of I think uh, it happens a lot in like um like uh, East Indian culture right, where it's right. like m- uh, my, my I am I am a man and I have a very nice son and you your family has a very nice daughter so they'll marry each other because they need to get married because that's what we do. They get married and then as a couple together they go out and start a life and have kids together. But that choice is not theirs. That's so awkward. Yeah, you know, it's very. It's like that show, Ninety Day Fiance. Mm-hmm. I, I've watched it a couple times. I'm like, this is weird. Just like get off a plane and you're like, oh yeah, so we're gonna get married if everything works out. All right, cool. Never met you before, but this ends in a marriage. Could be a murder. For sure. <laughs> you know, like I think that 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 feeling out process is 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 crucial 
to being able to tell if you want to spend the rest of your life. Yeah. Not even I think it is. And that doesn't that's not like a two week process. Yeah, a couple <laughs> you go on a couple dates, you guys gotta hang out a bit, maybe live together for a year. You can't just be like, yeah. All right, well now we live together and we're married and I don't know your middle name. Yep. Or like, no, scratch that. That is what I know I know like statistical things about you. I know that you uh went to this college and your last name is this and your middle name is this and I know, you know, uh all of those things, but I don't know who you are. Yeah, you so know? before that, let's make a baby. Yeah, exactly. It's just weird, man. <laughs> so they were mad because she Leandra was like, no, mm-hmm. I am going to live my life how I want to live my life. You go, girl. Yes. Shout out to Leandra. You know, I, yes. Go claim your life, man. Yeah. Don't let anybody tell you you're going to marry this person. So, yeah, so her parents didn't approve, but uh, <clears throat> Leandra went ahead and, and married Raphael anyway. Oh, uh, Leandra claimed that on this occasion, her mother cursed them. The couple moved to Laria. Uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. The couple moved to Lariano in Alta Irpinia. There are a lot of Italian. This is very okay. this is an Italian story. I worked on there's some words I didn't work on, but it's some words I worked on a lot. Okay. So some words on here I fucking nailed. That's not one of them. Uh they're <laughs> in Alta Irpinia. Their home was destroyed by an earthquake in 1930. Mm. Coincidence maybe, but they were cursed, so you know, I don't know. Right. And they moved once more. This time to Correggio, where Leandra opened a small shop and became a very popular as a nice, gentle woman and a doting mother and a nice neighbor. It's always, you know, those are the ones you got to watch out for. That's bullshit. The ones you got to praise, the ones they praise too much, those are the ones you got to watch. Chinchuli had 17 pregnancies during her marriage. Excuse me? She had 17 pregnancies during her marriage. But lost three of the children to miscarriage, and ten more died in their youth. Damn. Again, coincidence, maybe, but her mother did curse them. Right. I don't know. Consequently, she was heavily protective of the four surviving children. Her fears were fueled by a warning she had received sometime earlier from a fortune teller, who said that she would marry and have children, but that all of her children would die. Reportedly, Chinchuli also visited another gypsy, Practiced, who practiced in palm reading and who told her, in your right hand, I see prison. And in your left hand, I see a criminal asylum. Which is, you know, that that's very specific. And when I get to later on in the story, you'll see why she probably made that part up. But that's what she said. She saw a gypsy and who palm reads and she said that that's what she sees in her future. Same thing though, right? No, it's like criminal asylums are for like your mental you did a thing, like you committed a crime, but you you were uh, criminally insane. Okay. So it's, it's it's a little different. It's like, like being psych ward. Like night. Okay. Like nut house. Sure. I don't know if that's PC, but the yeah, loony, the loony bin. Yeah. Let's yeah. We're gonna go there. We're gonna go there. The loony bin. Yeah. She, <laughs> the, the loony bin. Yeah. It's a little different than prison. Uh. But yeah. Uh. Chinchuli. Chinchuli. Yeah. Chinchuli was a superstitious woman and seemed to have. Taking these warnings very much to heart. That's kind of fucked up, though. What? You just tell me, yeah, you know, you got this in your pocket. Like, you yeah, it's not even a. That's not even a. The other hand isn't a good thing. Right. I'm like, fight me. That's yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, this is. What, what are you saying? <laughs> this is mad disrespect. You're telling me my life is just gonna be shit. Yeah. And like, in your right hand is prison, but in your left hand is riches yeah. that beyond your wildest dreams. Like, no, you're either gonna go to jail <laughs> or you're gonna go to like a loony bin. In 1939, Chinchuli heard that her eldest son, Giuseppe 
was to join the Italian army in preparation for World War II. Mm. Giuseppe was her favorite child, and she was determined to protect him at all costs. She came to the conclusion that his safety required human sacrifices. Why? Hey, man, because that's just how she got down. Uh, she found her victims in three middle-aged women, Uh-oh. all neighbors. Some sources report that Chinchuli was something of a fortune teller herself and that these women all visited her for help. Oh, but they paid her? S- get yeah. out of here. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to get to that. Cause that's Yeah, I'm going to get to that. <clears throat> Others state merely that they were friends of hers seeking advice. Whatever the reason, Chinchuli began to plan the deaths of these three women. The first of Chinchuli's victims, Faustina Seti, <laughs> was a lifelong spinster who had come to her for help in finding a husband. I don't like that word because I think it's very insulting. I don't think there's a, a male equivalent of a spinster. A spinster's like an older woman who's still not married. Mm-hmm. You know, she's still trying to find her life. You know, there doesn't need to be a name for that. There's no name for like a 50-year-old man who just is like single and living his life. You know, there's not like a derogatory name for that. Just like, you know, hey, he's a bachelor. Sugar sort of. daddy. <laughs> Most of the times that's what they are. <laughs> but like a spinster is like, when you when you say the word spinster, you're saying like you're a lonely woman who has like cats and a man, men don't love you. It's like insulting. A sugar daddy's like, oh, you trick off. Like you let women take your money to have sex with you or you pay their light bill. To have, you know, it's like, uh, I don't think any dude that's a, a sugar daddy is like, hey, man, don't call me that. They're like, yeah, you're damn right. Hey, <laughs> hey, man, you got to pay to play. You know, you know, old sugar daddies, <laughs> they, you know, they all got they always got like a, a rhyme, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Sugar Daddy's as derogatory as Spinster. Uh, Chinchuli told her of a suitable mate named Pola, but convinced her to tell nobody of the news. She ver- she further convinced Seti to write letters and postcards to relatives and friends to be mailed when she reached Pola. Nearly, this t- not like this not like another story. What story? So, I can't remember the name, but it. So she sent postcards. Uh huh. To where? To her family and friends. Okay, keep on going. Okay, yeah. So she uh she she told her she told Seti to send out postcards to family and friends once she got to Pola mm-hmm. to let them know that everything was okay. So and like I'm fine. Show, and she never showed up. Never showed up where? To where she was supposed to go. No, no, she. I'm going to finish. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the day of her departure, Seti came to visit Chinchuli one last time. Chinchuli offered her a glass of drugged wine, then killed her with an axe and dragged her body into a closet. Yeah, sorry to stop you there. You sure you haven't did this story already? I definitely haven't done this story, no. Hmm. All right, go ahead. Uh, I don't think I've done this story. No, you're thinking of, I did a story similar to this about a woman who was killing kids a couple of weeks ago. Did she send gift cards? I mean, postcards out the way she was supposed to go but didn't go, and she visited her last before she left? How many people did she kill, like four or something like that? She killed three women. I have not. I don't think I've done this. If anybody's anybody's listening to this, (laughs) if I've done this before, cool. I don't have that. I, I I've never. If I've read a story before, I remember it usually. I don't think I've ever done this story before, but I'm gonna continue. 
There she cut Seti into nine parts, gathering the blood into a basin. In her memoir titled Embittered Soul's Confession, Chinchuli described what happened next in her official statement. She said, I threw the pieces into a pot, added seven kilos of caustic soda, which I had bought to make soap, and stirred the whole mixture until the pieces dissolved in a thick, dark mush that I poured into several buckets and emptied in a nearby septic tank. As for the blood in the basin, I waited until it had coagulated, dried it in the oven, ground it, and mixed it with flour, sugar, chocolate, eggs, and milk, as well as a bit of margarine. Kneading all the ingredients together, I made lots of crunchy tea cakes and served them to the ladies who came to visit, though Giuseppe and I also ate them. And just so you know, you ruined my flow because I was going to do an Italian accent there, but now you got me second guessing. I know I didn't do the story because I never read a story about somebody making biscuits out of people. I know that for sure. So I've never done the story. All right, just take this part out. But that sounds like the story where the lady was selling. She was selling. I um, just said that's what I was saying. That's the, the same the, one? The, no, the lady that had the kid in the apartment. That was in France, and somebody looked up and saw that she had kids in an apartment. She and was making, making soap, soap and 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 AIDS for and selling them. She's not selling anything. She just oh, made biscuits out of the just, people. All right, okay, my bad. That yeah. sounds just like it. All right. <clears throat> According to sources, Chinchuli apparently received Seti's life savings of thirty thousand lire as payment for her services. Francesca Soavi was the second victim. Chinchuli claimed to have found her a job at a school for girls in Piacenza, like Seti. So Avi was convinced to write postcards to be sent to friends, this time from Correggio. All right. Where's the proof? Uh, how can you go to somebody and be like, okay, we got this or this. I got this set up for you. And then you'd be like, you, you got to believe. believe If you believe that somebody is magic, then believing that oh, their results man. have come. I, that's You've already... You've already uh, gone past the point where I would already call bullshit, so you're already all in. If you believe this person can look at the lines on your hand and find you a husband, you're not going to not believe that they found you a husband. That's the most not magical part of the whole thing. You're like, oh, yeah, just get on a bus and go here. You're like, okay, yeah, you did it. Oh, you I used do. your magic to find the person. I don't understand. Yeah, no, I if you don't get it. Well, like, that's, uh, like, that's, like, you, that's like you saying, like, uh, you know, I don't believe in, I don't, you don't believe in magic, right? But if, if somebody pulled a fifty pulled fifty cents out of your ear, and you got the fifty cents in your hand, you're not gonna question if the fifty cents is real, cause you already believe that magic is real. If you already go, damn, this they pulled money out of my ear. You're like, if you if you think they really just pulled money out of your ear, you're not gonna question if the money's real. But if you be that's like, the most real part. That's you know that's like. <laughs> but if yeah. you like, I got a guy for you, and you're like, okay, where is he? Wow, where where are the questions? Where is the concern? But that's what I'm saying. They already bought in. Nice they already like, yeah, well, yeah, you're a magic gypsy, right? Yeah, so then you just... you're a scammer and a liar. Hey, man. And you took my money. They don't ever get to find that out, though, because she murders them. And you make me spend my money on postcards that, you know, doesn't matter because I'm Yeah, that I, don't even, that I don't even send out because she, <laughs> she, she, she has them write the postcards. And she doesn't send them? Well, yeah. You can she, at least send them. Well, yeah, because she goes send them out once you get to your destination to let your family know you're safe. But she does. they always go visit her one last time, like... All right, I'm off to go find my husband. And she's like, okay, cool. You want some wine? So is she telling them to come back before you go? Yeah. Well, yeah, before you go, oh. come see me one last time. 
And then they're like, they got their bags packed. They're like, I'm going to go find my husband. And then she axes them in the head and uh, takes their money that she paid for her services and, you know, collects their body parts and their blood and uses it to make biscuits. Wrong. Dead wrong. Well, I mean, hey, scam life, man. She's a bitch. She's just trying to protect Giuseppe. She definitely is no Lisa or uh, <laughs> uh, Sinky, for sure. This is a very messy, dirtier, darker version of scamming. Yeah. But scamming nonetheless. Yeah. It's a scamming episode. Yes. So um, also like Seti, so Avi came to visit with, Chinch- with Chinchuli before her departure. She, too, was given drugs mm-hmm. and then or given drugs inside of wine and then killed with an axe. The murder occurred on September 5th, 1940. So Avi's body was given the same treatment as Seti's. And Chinchuli is said to have obtained 3,000 lire from her second victim. How much is that? Did you look that up? No, I didn't do that. But, you know, it's not $3,000, I would bet. (laughs) I'm sure it's like, you know, $600. I don't know. That's my guess. I'm like, that's it? I mean, it's 1940. So, uh, you know, you used to get a shit for a nickel back then, so... Matter of fact, like a, a nickel was kind of like, damn, a nickel? A nickel, everything under a quarter <laughs> is the most useless currency in this country ever. Like, I mean, you could stack them up and try to do something with them, but you can't pick, you can't do anything with a nickel. I mean, unless you, yeah. You could throw it at somebody. That's about yeah, as useful as it is. That's true. A nickel will hit, you could fuck somebody up with a nickel real yeah, good, yeah, especially you if you know how to, you snap it. Ooh. I really haven't thought about that in years, so you just brought that up. Hey, I used to be a beast. That's insane. Catch somebody I forgot in front, about in front that. row of <laughs> a biology class. Uh, bink. Hit somebody in the back of the head. Uh, Chinchuli's final victim was Virginia Cacioppo, a former soprano said to have sung at La Scala. For her, Chinchuli claimed to have found work as the secretary for a mysterious impresario in Florence. And an impresario is just somebody that uh, coordinates musicians mm-hmm. so she preyed upon the fact that Virginia sang for a living and was like I found you a job where you could work in the industry mm-hmm. your dream so she's like oh my god I get to work as in the music industry great she's like yeah well come on over for some wine before you go mm-hmm. as the other two as as with the other two women she was told not to tell a single person where she was going Virginia agreed and on September 30th 1940 came to a last visit with Chinchuli. The pattern to the murder was exactly the same as the first two, according to Chinchuli's statements. I mean, why wouldn't you tell some, I mean, like, somebody at least that I'm going to... Because, man, because she probably was like, if you tell anybody, the magic doesn't work. <sighs> Look, man, you're, I'm, you're dealing with people, and I even got into, I got into a, a thing with somebody in the Facebook group about how I said people who join cults are weak-minded. And... We ha- she had some very great points, and I understood what she was saying. But, hey, if you think that a woman is a gypsy and has found you a job with a person that you can't call and talk to them, <laughs> like, this is a whole different thing than, like, go to this part of Italy and then wait in a field for a man wearing a red shirt. He will come to you. That's your husband. When you tell somebody you got them a job, and you can't call the business? That's crazy. Why would you believe that at all? You just got to facilitate the whole thing. Like, yeah, I got you a job here. Okay, cool. What's his name? Can I call him up? And maybe... No, 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 no. 
You just go. And then when you get there, they already know who you are and, and what you sound like. So then you have the job and now. What, what year was it? 19? This is 1940. 1940. There's no phones. Oh, there's definitely phones. There's definitely phones. She just was like, okay, well, I'll just go there, I guess. But I'll stop by one last time before I go to my great job and my no. beautiful life. So she, I mean, she died thinking no, something no, awesome was no, happening. No, 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 no. Anyway, according to Chinchuli's statements, she ended up in the pot like the other two. Her flesh was fat and white. What was it, like a big witch? Uh, Probably like a cauldron. Big wooden spoon. Yeah, big giant wooden spoon. She, she got to stir it with two hands. With and steaming. Yeah, put your hips into it. Yeah, steaming. Yeah, it's uh, like coming around. Yeah, very Halloween. <laughs> just, just, in, just in time for Halloween. Uh, a cauldron. Uh, uh, so, yeah, she said her flesh was, was fat and white. You don't have to insult her. Uh, when it had melted, I added a bottle of cologne. And after a long time on the boil, I was able to make some most acceptable creamy soap. I gave bars to neighbors and acquaintances. The cakes, too. Were, the cakes, too, were better. That woman was really sweet. And I don't know if that's a double entendre, like she tasted sweet or if she was a sweet person. But I would imagine if she's talking about the cake, she means she was sweet. Disrespectful. That's disgusting. It's more than disrespectful. Like, oh yeah, she was tasty. Yeah, that lady. That lady was, but like not just what? like you ate her. She used it in a, like a double way, like a double. Like that woman was divine, and you could say like, like as her spirit, like a nice uh, like. No, she tasted divine. You know, like so she kind of had some little Jay Z shit there. Like she had flipped the wordplay. She was sweet. You know, I like that. Just the inner rap fan in me. Yeah, I she like made that it seem line. Like that, she had like that natural. Just natural, natural taste. taste, yeah. Just That's in, just up. in the, in the, in the bones. You That's know, she up. just was real sweet. So she made this, she made this woman into cakes and soaps, and she hustled backwards because she didn't even sell them. So she was, this was purely scamming on a witching aspect. Like she thought and that killing these women them. was gonna make her son safe. She was sacrificing them to save a Giuseppe. That's so cool. she was killing these women in order to make Giuseppe safe because he was going into the army. During World War Two, it was so much shit I forgot about him. Yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> but the whole thing started as I'm gonna sacrifice these women in order to put good spirits onto my son Giuseppe. I'm also gonna make her into biscuits <laughs> and eat them, and eat them, and Giuseppe's gonna eat them, and I'm giving them to the neighbors, and I'm making soaps, and the, the neighbors can eat the soaps or what used whatever you. Everybody gets something out of she. What I will say is she has this very Native American old worldy kind of like. I use every part of the body. You know, like Native Americans, they kill a deer. They use the antlers for something. They use the hide. They use the eat the insides. She's like, I killed this lady. I chopped her up. I made her into soap. I use every part of her. Made her into biscuits. You know, like, she, she you know, it's very, it's very um, um, farm-friendly kind of sustainable killing that's going on here, you know, making use of every part of the body, which that's I, disgusting. you know, I respect for whatever the most you can respect her for is that she's eco-friendly. I use a toenail for you know a little bit of a sweetener. Yeah, put it on the side of the cup like a like a lemon, <laughs> like a lemon wedge. Put the put the nail. You can take it out, stir it around in the cup. Put some nail, it's disgusting nail flavor into the drink. <laughs> uh, uh, Cacioppo's sister-in-law grew suspicious at her sudden disappearance, and had last seen her entering Chinchuli's house. 
She reported her fears to the superintendent of the police in Reggio Emilia, which is where they were, who opened an investigation and soon arrested Chinchuli. Chinchuli immediately confessed to the murders, providing detailed accounts of what she had done. Chinchuli was tried for murder in Reggio Emilia in 1946. I mean, I wasn't surprised that she confessed because she was doing it for a purpose. So it was like she wasn't like she was trying yeah, to Yeah, but she didn't just confess. She gave full detail. Like, yeah, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like, she she was doing it for a purpose. So she probably was like, well, I don't. I don't see I anything wrong with this. I wasn't doing it just because I felt I like I was trying it. to protect Giuseppe. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Giuseppe. Giuseppe. Uh, so this is a quote from the article from that time of her trial. <clears throat> and it says, At her trial in Reggio Emilio last week, poetess Leandra gripped the witness stand rail with oddly delicate hands and calmly set the prosecutor right on certain details. Her deep-set dark eyes gleamed with a wild inner pride as she concluded, I gave the copper ladle, which I used to skim the fat off of the kettles, to my country which was so badly in need of metal during the last days of war. So she just wanted to put that on the record. (laughs) I gave back to my people, you know, they needed metals. So they probably melted it down and made use of the ladle that I used to scoop fat from the bodies that I cut up out of my cauldron. I'd have, been, I'd have been like, all right. right. You know, like, what did that add to <laughs> anything? Like, you know, justify like, you yeah, like, killing. So? I'm a good person. I give back. She's you know. crazy. Oh, yeah, as shit. <laughs> uh, she was sentenced. She was found guilty of her crimes and sentenced to 30 years in prison and three years in a criminal asylum. Which, to go back to the beginning part, she she was very like vocal and out in the public. So her saying that she saw a gypsy who said I would end up someday in a prison in my right hand or a criminal asylum in the left hand specifically from a criminal asylum and a prison is kind of like, eh, sure. What did her mother curse her? Ah, you know, some weird shit happened to her, but I don't think she met a gypsy who said one day you're going to end up in jail or in a criminal asylum. Cause that's kind of too perfect to what ends up, ends up happening to her. The only one, the stories that you've done like this, mm-hmm. that I actually bought into a little bit was the one with the guy that went to prison, and he was like, "All of you gonna die before I do." Oh That's yeah, That's the only one I. That like, was the guy that was riding on the trains and going to people's houses and killing them with an axe, and then they hung him or something, and they all started dying. Yeah. That's the only one I'd be like. Mm, His name was Jake Bird. Maybe if anybody remember the Jake Bird story, the Jake Bird story. Yeah, I mean people were dying crazy too. <laughs> like they just got the flu, died. Uh, this person tripped and fell. Yeah, died. That's probably the only one I was like, I bought into just a little bit. That later. Jake Bird that's, story was that Jake Bird story great. was reckless. Uh, Chinchuli died of cerebral apoplexy in the women's criminal asylum in Pazuli, oh, Pazioli, Pazioli, on October fifteenth, nineteen seventy. A number of artifacts from the case, including the pot in which the victims were boiled, are on display at the Criminology Museum in Rome. So I might have to check that out someday. Um, and that was my affirmative murder. That would be a cool week. trip. Yeah. Uh, them stories, man. I like them, You man. find those on the regular. I don't know how you do it, but... I like them. Them shits are... I don't... I just don't understand people. I would appreciate your, your, you to respect my time and not accuse me of repeating stories, sir. Okay? It's, but it sounds just like another one, though. 
It sounds just like the one you did. And before. I knew which one you were talking about too. I knew I that when I was reading name. it. When I was reading, it, I was like, when I was reading the story, I was like, this kind of sounds. This is kind of a little similar. But then it got to the biscuits part, and I was like, oh, that's crazy. I'm definitely oh. doing this one. Well, uh, I was trying. Hey, man, I was looking out for you. I I thank you, but you threw me off, and you had just got through telling this crazy story, so I didn't get to bring it this week. So now I know it's not a competition, but you won. And I think that you did it on purpose to sabotage me so that you could assure that your story looked even better. Why, thank you. And what? You and you bow? Yeah. You know what, man? <laughs> um, let's just, you know what, you know what time, you know what it's time for. Let's just get it done so you can get out. Let's go. I'm, about, I'm solving this one today. Yeah, I'm sure you let's are. Let's go. And now it's time for True Crime's Hottest Game Show. Frazzle friend, frazzle friend, solve the riddle like no one can. If he fails, that's okay. He's a superstar either way. Look out, it's time to frazzle friend. That's right, folks. Welcome to the hottest game show in true crime, another episode of Frazzle Fran, the game show where I try to frustrate, flummox, and frazzle my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Fran, are you ready to get this riddle heat? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> a dead body is discovered at the bottom of a five-story building. A homicide detective is called in. He goes to the first floor, opens the window, and flips a coin out the window. He goes up to the second floor and does the same thing. He does this on every floor. On the fifth floor, he knows it was a murder and not a suicide. How? I read again. <clears throat> a dead body is discovered at the bottom of a five-story building. A homicide detective is called in. He goes to the first floor, opens the window, and flips a coin out the window. He goes up to the second floor and does the same thing. He does this on every floor. On the fifth floor, he knows it was a murder and not a suicide. How? It was a, it was a murder and not a suicide. Yes. The bottom was found where? At the bottom of a five-story building. Hmm. And what was the question again? How what? How does, How he, does know he know that it's not a suicide? And it was, in fact, a murder. Because he's a homicide detective. Final answer? Yep. You failed! All right. No. That is, that's not even... <laughs> no. It, you can't close a window if you commit suicide. So he had to open the window in order to throw the coin out. Therefore, a person who committed suicide, the window would be open because they jumped out and they killed themselves. You said the window was closed? He opened the window, threw the coin out the window, and then did the process over and over again until he got to the fifth floor. I didn't hear that part. Okay, cool. Read it twice. That makes you wrong again. Let me see. Let me read it. Yeah, all right. This is unorthodox, <laughs> but... Uh, Let me see. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's number nine. This is another episode oh, where he's... Yeah, yeah. This is another episode where he's just come up short once again. Well, you took 20 minutes to find a riddle, so, you know, I got tired of sitting well, here. I'm, well, yeah, That's the, my the, excuse, the people who and are, I'm living with the it. The people who are listening, it, it took two seconds. Oh, are we doing serious? What's... Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, we're going to do serious serial uh, this week, this Saturday. Uh, so the we would record the day before if you're available. 
Um, and it will be featuring uh, Miss Sierra Fath, my girlfriend. She will be guest uh, oh, yes. guest spotting in uh, on this episode. And we are watching Red Dragon, the prequel to the Hannibal series. So uh, I've seen the movie, so I already know it's great. But I, I don't think you've seen the movie, have you, friend? Okay, so I, I, I think we're going to be in for a treat on that one. Just I'd like I'd like to hear your breakdown of Red Dragon. So uh, for all those listeners who wait, also, you seen it already? Yeah, I saw it when I was a kid though. I saw it like I saw it when I shouldn't have seen it. It came out in like 2003, oh, okay. and I saw it then. I I'm not even going to go into it. So yeah, for all those who you li- who listen to Serial and Serial, that will be coming out uh, this Saturday. And uh, yeah, so we'll see you guys then. And uh, always be on the lookout as we are always say here. And um, peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park